Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Tuesday. Jake Scott with you from Vivint Smart Home Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, the articulate. Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello. How are you, Jake? Oh, I, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, I, I'm doing better now. Love getting the show started. Love talking to you every day. Love my job. Concentrating on, on uh, things I love in my life that I'm blessed uh, to do. So that's, that's good, right? Do you love Austin? Absolutely love Austin. Had, had a great discussion with Austin before the show started today. Value his opinion and his uh, judgment very much. Love I Austin still say today. Garbage Pail Kids was not a great uh, thing in the past. <laughs> I, you know, and I got to agree with you there. See, Austin's uh, wise beyond his years. So Gordon. just really important things you were discussing. Uh, very much so. Very much so. Which yes. was more worth collecting, trolls or Garbage Pail Kids? Well, trolls, you, had, you could do something, you know, with the hair. Garbage pail kids just gross you out. See, I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah. Right. What were those little uh, those little stuffed animals that uh, folks used to collect? Uh, was Beanie that babies. Part? Beanie babies. Is that what you're talking about? Was that part of your uh, experience, Austin? We're not that bored. Jeez. Uh, my daughter has beanie <laughs> babies right now. Beanie babies yeah, are still a thing. Weren't beanie babies a thing when you were a kid? Yeah, they were a collectible thing. Yeah, mostly adults collected those, right? Uh, they had them like in the back window of their cars. Adults and kids. I don't know. It was one of those things like, um, I don't know, collectibles for some people, like where you have the G.I. Joe still in the package or whatever. That was the, the Beanie Baby thing because you oh. didn't want the tag to get damaged. And certain be- Beanie Babies were more difficult to find than others. Yes. Have you ever bought anything that you didn't lose? Did you buy it with the intent to collect it? With the okay, so not like a sentimental. I kept this, but like I'm going to no. collect it, and yes. uh, and it's going to be worth something someday. Yes, I, have you that, ever done that? With that anything? depends on the current status of my card collection growing up, which is not at my house, but maybe at my parents. <laughs> maybe that's you're just like me, man. I have no clue where my cards are. I left them in a box at the old uh, Salt Lake Tribune newsroom and uh, left them there, and uh, they disappeared. So I have no clue where they are, but uh, there was all kinds of. I think I had some value in there. I, I'll but, t- wait. I take it back. I do have autographs. I, I've got sports autographs. I've told you about that before. I still have those. Hmm. 
Including an autograph from John Stockton, of all people. Yeah, but Everybody complains about not having one. I do. It you even didn't... says to Jake on it. Wait, what? was it a card? No, it was a picture. I thought he didn't sign photos. I don't know. That's... Oh. That's the it's not a forgery. Ma- that's the magic of my mother, Dari Scott. She moves mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so, but did you secure that with the idea of of putting it away and waiting for the value to climb? No, 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 no. Keep those. It's cool. I have Boomer Esiason's autograph. I have Ricky Henderson's autograph. Yeah. I don't know whether those would be worth anything. I had Herschel, Herschel Walker's autograph. I don't know if I could find that one. I told you the other day I have uh, Alex English's autograph. But do you have a letter from Casey Kasem? I don't have a letter from Casey Kasem. And neither does Gordon. And, and by the way, that you're, you point something out. Interesting. I, I, I think having all these people's autographs is something unique uh, about me, and I got nothing but venom back from Gordon there. Like, well, those aren't worth anything. Jeez. I'm kind of proud of that. Maybe and and I don't get a, well, that's cool from you. I get a, they're not worth it. Might as well throw them away. <laughs> Wait, now. I have Ricky Henderson's autograph. That's awesome. Oh, I'm super right, proud yeah, of that, that. That might be something. Gordon's uh, like, that's like owning a napkin, Jake. That doesn't did, mean anything. I'm not looking you, to sell it. It's cool. It's it's on a wall in a room in my house. Do you know where the Herschel Walker autograph is? That one I don't, I, I admittedly, because that one it, came on a poster that never got framed, and I'm not sure where it ended up. Maybe you shipped it off to the Vikings and got five other cards in return. Wow. There you go. Still not a, well, that's cool. No. No. no you you don't have anything that impresses me. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if any of our listeners. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I have, didn't give you, you the one. Uh, really uh, impressive. I want to hear from I've got you. Arthur Ashe's autograph. Oh, all right. Well, that's something. And there's oh, that had to come from Dari. Come on, it did. Of course, it did. What you do? Just take everything from your mom? No, no, no. I, uh, I you, you. I know you don't listen to me, but you know, uh, she had a business in sports apparel, like a small business. She and a friend of hers, uh-huh. uh, they made headbands back in the day. Mm-hmm. And she would go to a trade show in Atlanta every year, and the the trade show, you know, all the big companies would bring in their athletes that they sponsored and they would we've heard this story a hundred times i know let's move on i know that's what i'm saying you you essentially took all that stuff from your mom uh, or she gave it to me when you give something to your kids are they taking from you is that how you view it that's what it feels like i don't know austin do you have anything of value yeah, uh, I've got uh, an autograph from uh, Steve Young, who I just worshipped the ground he walked on as a kid. I've told you this story as well, where my yeah. dad helped me stock him at BYU one day when the season after he won the MVP. Is that really worth anything, though? It's worth the world to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Sentimental value. I'm not selling any of these anytime soon. Well, that's not worth anything. What are you talking about? I was a kid and I got Ricky Henderson's autograph. I, that was the coolest thing in the entire world. I, yeah, I, 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 I pretty good. I've got a replica <clears throat> Angels World Series ring that may as well have been the real thing to me. A replica. Yeah, it means everything to me. <laughs> I'll never have them again. Well, here we are. Do you have anything of value, Gordon? You collect stamps other than your something? nine cars. I, 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 I don't. I've never really been into that, you know. Because once you're in the business, and you don't, you don't, you know. If you want to commit uh, some sort of uh, 
a professional Harry Carey than go ask for an athlete's autograph. Wait, right? I, have, I have never done that as a professional, by the way. Are we right. talking about doing something as kids? I'm not talking about if you collected autographs as a columnist. Yeah, uh, I'm I talking about my, did you collect stamps or coins had, or something like that. Not baseball, like, I have my baseball cards that got lifted, and I, I don't know where they are. Why were but, they at uh, the Tribune office, by the way? Because I took him in to, I was uh, writing something about it, and I had him in there, and I left him in there, and I just never took him out. They just disappeared one day. I have no Craig idea. Thorpe probably got thrown out. But uh, is that how Craig's retired before you? He he found your cards and <laughs> fenced them. I'm curious. You brought him there and then just left for how? Like what period of time? You just left. Like you came back the next year and they were gone. Something like that. I'm here for my mail. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for the, the annual photo. Okay. Well, I'm sorry do, that that happened to you. You know, I have things that I've come across, like the the Casey Kasem letter that I told you guys about. Uh, that, but I, does that have value? I mean, I don't know. I have uh, Olivia Newton John's autograph that a friend of mine gave me. Uh, you mean you took it from him? No, they had, they got the autograph, <laughs> they went backstage and met her, and this was back in the 70s, and uh, got got an autograph for me, uh, to me, it says, to Gordon, love, Olivia Newton-John. Love? What, what can I tell you? Wow. All right. Does no, it I, say, I honestly but, love you, Olivia Newton-John? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't even have Juice Newton's autograph because I, I was working. You know, I, I was a professional, so. Well, we're glad you lived up to you your know, own I didn't, standard. That's terrific. I know. I didn't. I didn't get sliced Stallone's autograph. I didn't get. Uh, who else? I didn't get Pamela Sue Martin's autograph. I, I, no, I didn't get Henry Mancini's autograph. I didn't get Wolfgang Puck's autograph. I didn't get O.J. Simpson's autograph. Didn't get. Wait, yeah. wait a second here. So at the same time of not giving me credit for the autographs I do have, you took this as an opportunity to tell a list of people whose autographs that you could have physically gotten but chose not to. Is that where right. the segment has, has led us? Okay. Kind of, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to be impressed by your list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, if I had gotten an autograph from everybody I've ever interviewed, Jake— I'd, I'd, I'd have myself a collection. Not impressed I, I by that either. I don't do that. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that thing. Great. I guess oh, I'm going to give Austin a pass because he was just a kid. you know. But if I saw Austin go up to a professional athlete and ask for his autograph, I'd go over and, and push him away. I'd save him from himself. Say, don't do that. So are you, Thanks, Dad. Are you implying that I have done that? <laughs> no, no. Apparently, you got everything from your mom. When I was a child. How dare you? How dare (laughs) you? Except gifts from your mother. Hey, Mom, I missed you for this whole week you were away working. Uh, Did you bring anything back? You know, a young, like, eight, you know, I was like seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Get a job, kid. Really excited to see my mother. And she comes back, she says, guess what I got you? One of the greatest baseball players to ever walk the earth. Here's his autograph that I acquired from him for you. You boot. Just taking it from your mom. All right. Now, now this is not how I thought we were going to start no, the show it's, today. No, it's not. Somehow we got off track right, right out of the gate. Yeah, we did. Okay. <clears throat> we well, you, never... asked, you asked Austin about his his collection of uh, whatever whatever your discussion was about. 
Crash wasn't and really case. what was the discussion called? was. I was making a joke. I know. That's oh. that's what I was referring to. Uh-huh. We uh, <laughs> we have a lot to do today. Eric Pincus is going to be on uh, the the show. Gordon, he's had a uh, he had a piece that uh, recently caught your eye. Yeah, I can't remember what it was about, but it did. All right. Well, we'll talk to Eric coming up a little later on in the show. <laughs> uh, Bowler joins us at the top of the five o'clock hour. Why couldn't Sorry. you just answer, like, absolutely can't wait to get into it? <laughs> no, it was good, whatever it was about. Wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's not about me. <laughs> I'm not going to list you every famous person I've ever met. <laughs> but, hey, Gordon, you, you read an article that caught your eye the other day. What's it about? I've got no clue. <laughs> no recollection at all. <laughs> You asked me to get him on. <laughs> we did. We talked about it, but I'll have to oh. review. I'll, I'll review it. But it was ground shaking. Back in, in, back in was, uh, <laughs> '56, when I had dinner with President Eisenhower, we discussed the relevant. I, I gave him the nickname Ike. You know, pop culture of the day. Gordon, you read an article two days ago. What was it about? I got nothing. It was good. It was about basketball. <laughs> Lucky guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well man. done. <laughs> Whatever it was. Oh, all it right. Catch my eye because I mentioned it to you. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Do you remember what I said it was about? Uh, I've got no clue. No, I just I, I tune you out most of the time. But Austin <laughs> listens to you and and went ahead and lined up Eric Pekas to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back and circle back and see what it was he wrote about. What is the reason we're having him on? <laughs> okay, this is going to go down as the worst tease in Big Show history. We, we got a, We've got a. That is saying something. We got an F on this one, boys. Uh, we did. It happened. I did my part. Uh, you agree? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. You leave me out of it. I agree with that. Gordon said, "Hey, I really liked this. You ought to get him on the show." Boom, got him. Next, like the pro Eric, you are. You, let's you, wrote, you wrote a really good article the other day. Could you tell us what it was about? I vaguely remember mentioning it. <laughs> Oh, oh, that is so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, good time. Should we proceed? Do we want to get into the the split story of the day? Yeah, Austin. What's, what's that? Hit it. <laughs> two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. Logan on the left wing. Hand off Curry. A lot of traffic over there. Curry just dribbles through four guys. Steps up for All right, Gordon. Uh, believe it or not, today in sports, it, it's it's weird. It's been like a fire hose of news for the last uh, several weeks. And while we're waiting for the NBA to uh, decide exactly how it's going to proceed, which the decision should come Thursday, today has actually been kind of a slow-breaking news day. So we thought it would be fun. You've come across a, a list of the NBA's, now is it the NBA's best shooters? It was it was a story at cbs.com, cbssports.com, and it's uh, about the top it lists the top 15 shooters in NBA history according to the guys and the people at CBS Sports. So they ranked them all time and uh, you can guess from that sound we just heard who was at the top of the list. 
<laughs> yeah. Any, any, uh, do you want to go through it or do you want to critique it as we go? How do you want to do, because we have a, an exercise for our listeners after we go through this. Yes, it's jazz related. So think uh, great jazz shooters. But uh, anyway, there is a former jazz band on the list. Uh, so 15, Drazen Petrovic. Oh, yeah. He was a great and, uh, shooter. Number 14, former Dream Teamer, Chris Mullen. Okay. 13, Mark Price. Mark Price was a terrific basketball oh, player. And Do you remember him? It? Yeah, oh, very much. Oh, well, yeah. remember his duel uh, with John and Carl in the All-Star game right here in yeah. this building uh-huh. uh, where he just uh, went nuts shooting the three. Yeah, he, he was terrific. an incredible shooter, yep. Was 12, Peja Stoyakovich. Okay. Jazz fans are very familiar with him when he was playing with the Kings. Number 11, I, I don't know if I agree with this or not, but maybe maybe I'm just uh, not uh, giving enough credit. J.J. Redick. Yeah, I, I'm with you actually on that. I don't know if he's quite to that status yet. Wonderful shooter, no doubt. But I don't know. You, you're putting J.J. Redick ahead of Chris Mullen? Yeah, I don't know. And 10, I, I say the same thing about Steve Kerr. Yeah, you're going to put Steve Kerr in front of Mark Price? That doesn't work for me. He's a great Number, shooter, but uh, yeah. 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 Nine, Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. I'll agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm fine with Dirk there, certainly. Eight, Kevin Durant. Okay. Seven, Steve Nash. I don't know. Was Steve a pure shooter? He was a great shooter. He, he did some nice things. I, that That's high. I mean, that's pretty high praise. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't have. I thought so, too. I don't have a problem I, with Steve on the list, but that's that's pretty high praise. And I, of all the people, I've told you this a thousand times, of all the uh, the NBA players I ever interviewed, Steve Nash may have been the one at the top of the list that impressed me the most, hmm. just as being a a, a good guy. Uh, so I have great respect for Steve Nash. But number seven on that list, he is six, Kyle Korver. Okay. I mean. Got no yeah. problem with that. Jazz fans will will probably agree. Number five, Goran Giracek. Oh no, five Reggie Miller. Wow. Okay. Number four, Larry Bird. I got no problem with that. Number three, Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Number two, Clay Thompson, and number one, Steph Curry. Clay, no Michael Jordan. Huh? Clay Thompson, number two. No. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Great shooter, but I don't. Number two. Putting him in front of uh, Reggie Miller and Larry Legend? I don't know. Apparently, Mark Jackson said that Curry and Thompson are the greatest shooting backcourt in NBA history. Well, together, sure. But individ- does that mean they have to be 1-2? He uh, said that the year he was coaching them before they fired him the right. next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, By the way, real, real Thompson, quick. Thompson owns the record for most three-pointers made in a single game, 14. Uh, he once needed just 29 minutes and 11 dribbles to score 60 points. That's amazing. That is amazing. You guys um, were talking about Reddick and Mullen a moment ago. Reddick mm-hmm. is a 45.2% career three-point shooter. Mullen was 38. Okay, eight, really? Almost eight percentage points better than Mullen. Well, well you know, keep you in know mind. Why it, and that's yeah, shooting okay. three times as many threes as Mullen. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but that, okay, so that gets to the definition of a good shooter. Sure. Is, are, are we talking three-pointers? Are we talking shooting in general? Does does uh, making layups count as uh, as good shooting? I mean, uh, what what, yeah. what is our criteria here? If you go effective well, field goal percentage, he's better by five percentage points than Chris Mullen in that. Hmm. Let, let, me, uh, let me ask 
let me utilize a, a word, a descriptive word that Austin often uses, which I question him about. How about pure shooter? Well, that's the, the definition is uh, be held within the definer. Well, the pure shooter in my mind is not the guy who makes one hell of a layup. Okay. You know, to me, that's the <laughs> guy who has really good form, who who can hit it from all over the court. Yeah, but Reggie Miller's form sucked, and of course, we none of us would disagree <laughs> that he should be in the top five, right? <laughs> I guess you got me there, Reggie Miller. I, his shot looked like guy, it should never have gone in. Like, who taught you how to shoot? And it I, went I in remember, all the time. I remember when I was in college, uh, I wrote this story for the uh, college newspaper about one of the members of the basketball team. And the guy was not a good shooter, but he had the best shooting percentage on the team. And they put in the headline that the guy was the, the team's best shooter. And I had a problem with that because just because he has the highest shooting percentage, Rudy Gobert is the best shooter in the NBA, right? Yeah, I tell my friends all the time, I'm the best shooter they've ever seen. They just don't go in. I don't know. It's not my fault. <laughs> I think if the idea is is putting the ball in the hoop, I think you know shooting percentage and that sort of thing has to factor pretty heavily, no? Do you argue with the Steph Curry? Uh-uh. Number Steph, one? Steph's shooting was also revolutionary. I mean, Steph's shooting was so good, it changed the game. And maybe there are a few players on that list that you could say that about, but you certainly have to say that about Steph. I mean, he changed. Uh, so the NBA had been, since Michael Jordan, so much about the isolation game and, and being an ISO player. And through the first part of LeBron's uh, career, uh, you know, it was certainly that way, and he was dominant. Steph changed the way that you you thought about offensive basketball. He moved us out of the isolation age, which is remarkable. He was so good, he made the whole league adapt. Did he change LeBron's game? He changed LeBron's game, absolutely. So let me ask you, did you say J.J. Redick has a career 45% shooting average? That's pretty amazing. Uh, I had no, no idea. No, no, no. Uh, did I say career? I'm sorry. That's his best year is 45%. Oh, okay. And Mullen's best year was 8%. Oh, okay. I you said career. I may have well, misspoke. I'm sorry. Steph Curry uh, is uh, 43% for his career. Um, uh, J.J.'s career the, is 41 So Okay. Yeah, it's the sixth most accurate three-point shooter in league history, but uh, but wouldn't you? This comes into play too. Is kind of style, the degree of difficulty on Steph Curry, many of Steph Curry's shots, just ridiculous. Right, mm-hmm. and he can hit the mid-range shot, and he's you know he can hit runners and whatnot. He catch and shoot, but he's terrific from behind the arc as well. I. I think he's the best I've ever seen. I don't have a problem with that one at all. So how much does when you make them matter? Because Reggie Miller, again, not to come back to him constantly as an example, but you know, so who was it in the last dance that said Reggie Miller was the best clutch shooter ever? I mean, that guy, that guy made more meaningful baskets uh, in his career than maybe anybody, although you know, never got to that title. But one, his game-winning shots when the game was on the line, uh, he was amazing. And, and think about that exchange with the Knicks. How, how far down were the Pacers in that game to come back and win because Reggie kept making shots? I mean, that, that is insane, right? Hmm. So does when you make them matter? Maybe. I think that you've got a point there. So should we— As, should I, was reading, as I was reading this, let me give you something that will blow your mind. 
Jake. Okay. Larry Bird, he once scored 47 points in a game using only his left hand. Okay. And he declared that the Portland Trailblazers weren't worthy of his dominant side by saying, quote, I'm saving my right hand for the Lakers. Hmm. I don't know if I believe that. That sounds incredulous, doesn't it? I believe that he said that, but I don't know if I believe that. I wonder if somebody went back and made sure that every shot went up with the lefty. Yeah, I don't know. Why would he do that? So let's let's get to the jazz part of this exercise, and we can debate it a little bit throughout the show. And if people want to tweet in or open mic or or whatever, uh, please do so. Let's come up with the top five in order jazz shooters. So no cheating, Gordon, by just naming five players and saying, "Well, they were all good." I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna put well, one okay, ahead. Okay, we of have the to other. list list them in order. That we okay. have to we have to put them in order. And I know we're all gonna agree that Mike Brown is number one. But well, let's try not to be predictable. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Good. Mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Exactly. All right. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. When I was young, so much younger than today. I never needed anybody's help in any way. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a total request Tuesday. This one goes out to Evan. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Today's theme, bands that you would like to get their autograph. And uh, again, this one goes out to Evan. Anything (laughs) spring to mind? Uh, Well, I mean, come on. Of all the bands in the world to get their autographs, it has to be the Beatles. Who else would it be? I'd probably go with the the original, I guess, original Doors, because then you'd have Jim Morrison's autograph. I think that'd be pretty I thought you would have said Bob Dylan. Bob would be up there, too. The, The answer is Neil Diamond. Well, for for our boy Hans, because then if Hans ever threatened my life, I've got a way to live. Yeah, you know. Here, take this. So, you you'd obviously go with the Beatles. I know, you know, the layup, yeah. the guy who picks the four number one seats. I got it. Well, I mean, yeah, you ask me a question, I give you the right. Well, answer. You gave an answer. Yeah, that that hmm. uh, that is true. And obviously, Evan, our listener out there, um, agrees with you. All right, Gordon. So I've I've come up with my top five jazz shooters from five to one, but I, I kinda want some discussion on the matter because I think there's different definitions of uh of great shooters and I think um I, I could be swayed by opinion. How about that? Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because I compiled mine during the break and I ran into the same difficulty. Okay, so by all means, uh, you know, age before beauty. Let's. Uh, why don't you give us your list right off the bat? Well, okay. Well, all right. I, I'm not absolutely certain. Okay, five is a tie. Oh, is a tie. You're already cheating. <laughs> you're already skirting the rules. We haven't even sort gotten of. one position. Okay. Of the oh, okay. it's a tie. Come I need on. You, I need you to help me figure this out. 
Because it's a three-way tie. <laughs> oh, my. Your top five has 15 guys, doesn't it? it a three-way tie? Come on, Gordon. Participate. I, I Are just you going to participate or not? All right. Uh, this is the only one where I have a three-way tie. and <laughs> So yours is a top eight with three you can't decide on. No, he says the only one with a three-way tie. Number four is a two-way tie. So we're... Okay. All right. Let's proceed. Let's go ahead. Okay, now I'm just going off a of shooting here, okay? So, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Pete Maravich. Okay. Don't know. If anybody can help me with that one, I'd appreciate it. I'm begging for help. Number four, Adrian Danley. Okay. Any, arg- any argument there? Well, I'll, I'll give you mine, and we can compare. I, I'm just uh, Adrian Danley is fourth all time in the Jazz's field goals. Uh, he is. Uh, let's see, where else is he? He's he averaged 29 points a game. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I had a. I mean, guy can Remarkable. put it in the hoop, no doubt. Effective field goal percentage. He's third all time. Uh, he's second all time in field goal percentage. Yeah, so I got Adrian Dantley at four. At three, I have John Stockton. Okay. At two, and some of this, there's just there's just style points uh, and, and uh, everything else that's just the, the eye test. Number two is uh, Jeff Hornacek. And number one, Kyle Korver. Okay, so we definitely have different uh, different criteria here because mine mine does look significantly different than yours. Do you have Carl? No, you don't. Okay. No, I thought about Carl, but I, I'm I'm putting more distance capability into this. Although I did include Jeff Malone. Plus, Jeff did, was incredible from the line. You don't J- think Carl you, could stretch it today? I don't know. I just don't know if he was one of the top five shooters in jazz history. I certainly would give him consideration, and, and maybe I should move. Here's here's mine. Do you have yours, okay. Austin, too? We'll get uh, to, yeah, I do. We'll get to Austin. Right. Here's here's mine. I've got uh, the Golden Griff at five, Jeff Malone at four, Kyle Korver at three, John Stockton at two, Jeff Hornacek at one. Not a bad okay. list. Not a bad list at all. Give, give me that one more time. Uh, the Golden Griff, mm-hmm. Jeff Malone at four, okay. Kyle Korver at three, Stockton at two, Hornacek had one. So I, I kind of went with that pure shooter in mind, I suppose. Okay. Whatever that I, pure I, I, word I means, that's that's uh-huh. kind of what I went with. Okay. Austin? Uh, my, my five, and I, I've only included guys that I saw play myself because I considered Dantley. I don't remember seeing him play. I never saw Maravich play, So I, I but I understand why they'd be on the list. Uh, and I'm not sure I ever saw Del Griffith play either. But So my five is Malone at five, and that's because... I don't remember Carmelo missing a jumper as a child. I'm sure that's wrong. But I don't. it seemed right. like when he got the ball, he made it. Uh, number four, I went with Joe Ingles. I think he could move his way up the list here in the next couple of years. He's done a lot in his you know, short time in the NBA with the Jazz already. Stockton is at three, Korver at two, and Hornacek at one. With an honorable mention to uh, Bojan Bogdanovic because I think he could eventually be considered the best jazz shooter of all time. So I agree with that. I, I longevity played into it for me. Like I didn't have Kyle Korver. I can certainly see why you have him number one, Gordon. He's you know he's an all time three point shooter, but you know he didn't spend that long with the Jazz. Although I 
I feel hypocritical because Hornacek didn't exactly play, play for the Jazz for his entire career, and I have him at number one. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm conflicted there. Maybe it should be John number one. I always thought John was a better shooter than he got credit for. Yes, he uh, he was uh, he hit fifty five percent of his shots effective field goal percentage. He had eight hundred and forty five made threes. Which is a fifth. And, and, of course, if he played in a different era, he would have gotten a lot more threes than he did. Uh, but, okay, let me, let, me, let me tell you some of my reasoning. Joe Ingles is second on the Jazz's all-time career effective field goal percentage list. It's also That's second, impressive. second in threes made at 792. I mean, I think we overlooked that. Joe Ingles, 57 uh, 0.3% effective field goal shooting. Second all time. Rudy Gobert is number one, and he's not really a shooter. So it, it is a little tricky, but Joe hits the outside shot. Uh, and Adrian Dantley is third on that list. He was a terrific scorer. He really was. Uh, Kyle Korver is fourth, and Stockton is fifth. Jeff Hornacek's down at seven. Mm-hmm. And after that, you got Ronnie Brewer. Your guy. Not exactly, not exactly who you would think of when it comes to shooting. Uh, no. No. But uh, Jeff does lead in uh, all-time Jazz three-point field goal percentage at mm-hmm. 42.8. And Corver, Corver with the— Jonas Jarebko. Corver <laughs> with the Jazz, his three-point shooting percentage was 40.5, which is lower than what I thought it would be. Yeah, maybe it's because, uh, well, why is that, I wonder? Is it because part of the time he spent was after far after his prime? Well, I mean, he his best shooting years were with Atlanta, and that was after his time with the Jazz. He had one, he had one yeah, year where he, he made an back. All-Star game where he shot 50% from three, mm-hmm. which is wild. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you make a strong argument, Jake, as far as as just a beautiful shot to watch. Stockton had perfect form on his jump shot. Yep. Jeff Hornacek, a thing of beauty. Uh, How would you rate Joe Ingles? Yeah, Joe, I think I under-considered Joe. Maybe I over-remember Dr. Duncan Stein... Uh, because I remember that rainbow jumper that basically hit the ceiling. He's not on any of these lists. Right. So maybe I maybe I overemphasized the Golden Griff. Maybe slide Joe Ingles in there. I do remember uh, when when he was playing for the Jazz, and they were I can't remember what team they were playing against, but the the other team just was loaded up with all stars, and. Uh, Daryl Griffith was the only player on the Jazz that night who could really stay with the guys who were on the court from his athleticism standpoint. Oh, great basketball player. So, yeah. so if you undervalued Joe without putting him on the list, what does that mean if he's a three-way tie for fifth on Gordon's list? Oh, good point. At least I was decisive. <laughs> Gordon, you, you didn't disrespect his name by saying he's tied for fifth with two other guys. Right. That's, that's a great point because Gordon didn't really put him on his list either. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> well, I... He got a participation trophy is what he gave Joe Ingles there. You know, I really kind of it kind of it punches me in the gut a little bit that Bogdanovich is a part of that tie because I haven't really seen enough. I mean, he can't put me on the list yet. He's played for the Jazz for 10 minutes. 
And granted, Ben, ben it's been a wonderful 10 minutes. He's, he's really fit in quite well and become a, a big part of what the Jazz are currently. But I don't know if it's quite enough yet. So neither one of you guys had AD on your list at all? No. I had him if I had seen him, but I didn't see him. If I included he, he uh, 10 people like that, you did, I might have had him on there. He did a lot of scoring around the basket. Uh, so, I mean, but he, you know, so shooting, I don't know. Uh, I could be persuaded off of that. But I think my top three is pretty solid. Kyle Korver, Jeff Warnesek, John Stockton. Right. And that's that's my top three, but just in a different order. Yeah. Stockton, yeah. Korver, I, Hornacek. Yeah. And Jake, you had right. Stockton where? I had Stockton two, Hornacek one, Corver three, Malone four. Oh, so we all have the same top three, just different order. Just different order. And then I had Daryl Griffith, but I might I might slide Joe Ingles in there. You've you've persuaded me. Well, the crazy thing about this is that Hornacek uh, is near the top or at the top of our lists, and he was he wasn't even he wasn't even a top two scoring option on the Jazz when he was playing. Right. He didn't have any plays drawn up for him. Hey, Jeff, we want you to come off this screen, win this game for us. Are you kidding me? No, he picked up a loose ball and shot it. Yeah, but the the, the game plan, so to speak, was a little different back then. How many how many three point shots do you think Jerry called? Yeah, uh, very few. Yeah, I would think it so. was a layup first. It was a dunk first kind of uh, offense. Always was. Right. Yep. All and right, Jeff. Uh, Jeff was left. Uh, with some of the scraps, really. But what a beautiful shooter. And the funny thing about that is that Jeff, come, he was a good shooter coming out of college, Iowa State, but he's he had a flaw in his form where his left hand would interfere with the release of his shot. So it, it kind of, I always joked with him that it looked like he was, uh, you know, doing the breaststroke when he was shooting that shot. But he trained himself to move his left hand out of the way. And uh, that's when he really got good. Five best shooters in jazz history. You can do an open mic uh, using our Zone Sports Network app. You can tweet at us at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson as well. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. <laughs> Goes out to Bentley and Craig Bowlerjack, who's going to be on the show at the top of the five o'clock hour. Want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and Zero Res is cleaning carpets right now for just $25 per room. The lowest prices to help out as many people as possible. $25 a room available while space is available. Call Zero Res today for details and restrictions. We're going to have Eric Pincus on the show at the top of the five o'clock hour. Gordon and uh, or excuse me, four o'clock hour. And as we mentioned, uh, Bowler is going to join us at the top of five o'clock hour. We've got what's going on at the uh, the top of the three o'clock hour. What's going on across the Zone Sports Network? We're going to have some NBA talk. Greg Miller was on the uh, the station and uh, a little uh, convo about Dale Murphy as well. So a lot coming up in what's going on. So make sure and uh, stay tuned for that. Um, Gordon, so we, let, let me get this straight. Yeah. Bowler went with Def Leppard for the group he wanted their autograph. Who doesn't want Def Leppard's autograph? Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. <laughs> Bowler is such a classic rock guy. He, he, he just 
it's it like flows through uh, the veins in his body. He he loves that. Old he does. Yeah. I know. I've been. I can't to, complain. I mean, I like it too. Been to a Doobie Brothers concert with uh, with Bowler and you for that matter, and PK. And P- PK, yeah. That was fun. That was, you know, the best moment in that whole. Uh, well, we had a lot of fun listening to the music and whatnot. But afterward, this woman comes up. Bowler's standing there. I'm standing there. Jake, you're standing there. And PK is standing there. And this woman comes running over to get PK's autograph. (laughs) (laughs) I was there. I don't know if a woman came running over to get PK's autograph. I believe somebody recognized PK as we were standing there. I I think you're. And I don't even. There was no autograph request? I don't think there was an autograph request. And I don't even think it was a woman either. She did. It was a woman. And okay. Was her name Debbie? Maybe it wasn't an autograph, but it was a. Can I have my picture taken with you? There was something like that going on. And Bowler and I are standing there looking at each other, like, and PK is just beaming, beaming. I am a star. And he was, to her. Or him, or, you know. It was her. It was was a woman. I'm pretty sure it was just a hey, PK, (laughs) from some guy. And now we're, we're, it's, many women rushed PK to get his autograph. That also was not true. It was a woman, and she wanted to snuggle up next to him and have her picture taken. Not how I remember it. That is exactly not Bowler at will all. Back, Bowler will back me on this. He was there. He remembers it. I can't believe, Jake, that you that's uh, foggy in your mind. No, it's not foggy, though. It's, it was not <laughs> a woman remember. running up to, to PK to get it his was. autograph. No, it, it was it, a woman. It, it we, was we, we've got Bowler at five. We can put incriminating yeah. audio on this. You wanna? On well, if a if a woman rushed up to get PK's autograph, yes. A, a woman came over, came directly over to PK to uh, to talk with him. No, that and is they, not and, what you and said. They, and, and they had not her picture you, taken. She had her picture taken. She wanted her picture taken with PK. Not how I remember it, and not what you said. Oh come on, Jake! You're, you're, I'm really starting to wonder about you, man. That wasn't that long ago. Of course, I couldn't remember what Eric Pincus wrote, and I, that was three days ago. Right, exactly. No, but I, I do remember. And why that. are we glorifying PK anyway? Well, <laughs> and, and you're actually we're actually glorifying him and putting him down at the same time because basically your point of this story was how could somebody possibly recognize PK no, and not, not recognize you in Bowler? Oh, that's not true, <laughs> man. I've seen I've seen PK get recognized by all kinds of people. I've seen that happen more. I, I, I can't remember how many times I've seen that. Yeah, but you just said that Bowler and I are standing right there in shock. No, I didn't say we were in shock. I said we were looking at each other and thinking. PK's a star. Uh, it's not. No, no. That's what no. I was thinking. No. No. Why wouldn't I it's think why that? Why are you talking to this guy when the great Gordon Monson <laughs> is standing right here? Actually, I was thinking of Bowler Jack, but uh, it, it was it was it was terrific. I've seen that happen to PK a lot. Don't tell him I said that; it'll go to his head. But it is true. I looked at the L.A. Times. No, if he's listening to this segment, nothing to do with me. If he's listening to this segment, he definitely thinks you're putting him down. I'm pretty, no, I'm no, pretty comfortable knows. with the, with he, that uh, assumption here. Look, I've gone a lot of places with PK, and I've seen a lot of people recognize the man. A lot of people, and this woman in particular really, really had a crush on him. Screw awards! I don't want no freaking awards. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I'll go to I'll, if you want to put an incriminating audio on this. Uh, let's do it right now. Well, what get your, is it what you said that a woman rushed PK to get his autograph? Because that, uh, that is a woman. A woman came. A woman came directly over to PK either during the concert or after the concert and and wanted her picture taken with him. That's my bet. It's so much different than what you initially said three no, minutes ago. I, I, yeah, three no, minutes ago, you're talking about PK being rushed by th- she came throngs of off. female she came, fans. She, no, I said one. You're I, making that crap you up. You did say autograph, I, though. You did say uh, autograph. All right. Well, it was either an autograph or a picture. I mean, those are the same thing. They're not really. Yes, they are. No. Yes, they are. She wanted her picture taken with him. Hmm. Also, not how I remember it, but not what you said either. Let's okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, you want to bet on that? No, I'll get PK on the line right now, and he'll oh, back like me he on would it. tell the truth. He's golfing. What? And are you gonna are you gonna also say that the the purpose of you bringing this up was to, to point out the fact that they recognized him, and how could they not recognize you and Bowler? No, that that's was not what the makes point this story all. unique. That, see, see, this is what's so stupid about this whole thing. When I looked at Bowler, we were laughing that this woman had a crush on PK. It wasn't because we were jealous. Does she not see us standing right here? I mean, it's just you know, you know what I hate. I hate <laughs> when people. This, this is what I hate when announcers tell us what somebody who's in the picture frame is thinking. Because that's not what I was thinking. Like when you say she wanted to snuggle with PK, you know. Uh, well, she snuggled up to him. I'm telling you she? that. She she actually did that. Just like she asked for an autograph. Well, she had, or a picture or something. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm right on this. And if I, PK I, gets... It, it, happened, it happened right in front of me. I saw it happen. It was right... I remember it like it, it was yesterday. So to it, define the bet, a man or a woman or a human it being was a may woman, have... It was a woman. May have no, rushed or walked or, you, or passed by she, PK who either acknowledged to, PK, asked for an autograph, snuggled up, or took a picture with him. So any so of those... Of it, both <laughs> of you. You said all three this, of well, these this, this woman came directly over to PK and wanted her... He, he, either an autograph or she wanted her picture taken with him one or the other but that's it was a woman but okay so if pk gets recognized all the time what makes this unique well i didn't say it was particularly unique i just you don't really sound like a daddy well i've been one for a long time (laughs) austin get pk on the line no No. (laughs) get him on the line He's he's probably playing golf. Uh-huh. All right. We'll get to what's I'm going on. You, he'll back he'll back me on this. I think Bowler will too. We'll get to what's going on coming up oh, next. Wait, wait, do, are we doing the bet? No. You know, well, we see, can't pin you down on you what talk, the bet is you anyway. Talk all, you talk all big and then you fade away. <laughs> no, Austin's, Austin's point remains. There no, were like seven woman, different versions of that story in this segment. A woman directly over to PK to have get either his autograph or a picture taken with him. All right. That's the bet. What's going you on? Wanna, uh, you no, want to take it? No, I'm not. What's going on? Coming up Check next. It. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 <laughs> The Zone. <laughs>